With the pandemic that came upon us, the rise of video conferencing tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom has led to more aspects of the sales conversation to occur virtually. And what began as a crisis reaction has evolved into the new normal. But how normal is the new normal? We're talking about how the strong shift from in-person to virtual selling has transformed B2B sales experience. Virtual sales enablement, new organizations, KPIs, everything is evolving. In the Virtual Selling Podcast, we address these issues in depth twice a week with the experts and leaders of these transformations, heads of sales, sales ops, and sales enablement of the most innovative companies in the field. This podcast is sponsored by SalesDeck.io, the new SaaS platform to make your customer meetings more engaging and better prepared. Find out how you can shorten sales cycles, convert more leads, and increase customer engagement. Virtual Selling is here to stay, and so is SalesDeck.io. Hi, everybody. I'm very happy to be with Kevin Kramer, who is a sales trainer at Walter Skluwers. Uh, you have a full background in sales from the, the beginning of your career. You went through all types of jobs there. I know you are a sales trainer. You're working remotely uh, with, in a department of six, six people, and you are enabling and training about 100 sales. Uh, and you work specifically on the sales process. Uh, trying to helping to onboard new recruit, uh, to upskill the, the, on the sales process, the people and increasing close ratio and pipeline velocity. Is that correct? Kevin, nice that's correct, Gabriel. Yeah, that's correct. And thanks for having me. It, it's really a pleasure. Uh, can you tell us uh, a little bit about Walter Skluwers? Yeah, Walter's Kluwer, um, you know, it has been around since the 1800s, started as a publishing company. Anything from, you know, textbooks to you know, getting into medical journals, uh, professional journals, and have really done a great job, you know, transitioning in the last 20 years to uh, digital formats for professional information for, you know, large, large categories like, uh, medical law regulatory. So, um, you know, they, they started, uh, in the Netherlands and, uh, you know, have a large presence across the globe and get over 40 countries, just under 20,000 employees. Uh, and I'm based in the United States with a sales team that focuses on the legal and regulatory industries. Great. And uh, I have them as a customer in France in my marketing agency. Uh, can you, do you have a fun fact that you want to share with our audience? Uh, yeah, um, I, you know, have been a singer songwriter probably since I was in, in high school, um, and, you know, have, um, written and recorded, um, you know, uh, a bunch of songs. I think I've got about six of them published on uh, major music platforms like Spotify and Amazon music, Apple music, things like that. So, uh, if you're interested in someone who, uh, plays a little acoustic guitar and then sings from the heart, go check me out. No, oh, great. Uh, and I will ask you to, to share your contact at the end of the podcast. You will be able to share also your uh, Spotify account. <laughs> Uh, that's nice. What we willing to discuss together is really about how do you use sales methodology, uh, to build your training and to twist, uh, your sales process within Walter Clutters, uh, with the different sales methodologies that exist, the books, uh, the, the, the companies that could help you also on the different elements of the sales process. So first question, do you, do you have some methodologies that is uh, really the basis of your sales process or you are grabbing a piece of methodology on different books or, or from different authors? Yeah, I've been with Walters Clear only for about four months now, but in, and with a background in sales and, you know, an interest in, in different types of sales techniques and sales methodologies, but 
what's been interesting since I've been at Walter's core is that we tend to, um, you know, take a holistic approach to our, our sales process. So there's not any one methodology that applies across, you know, everything from prospecting to closing. Um, we tend to use a little bit more of, um, we call it insight selling, which is based upon, uh, the challenger sale methodology. So kind of, um, you know, finding pain points and helping the customer discover that, you know, the, the pain of same is, is greater than the, the pain of change that we might recommend. Um, we, uh, worked with different companies like demo to win, um, you know, for achieving, you know, really nicely, um, structured, uh, demonstrations that are, are proven to kind of convert people to the next step of the sales process. And, um, you know, right now I'm leading some negotiation training for our group based upon a book called strategic negotiation by Brian Dietmeyer that, um, is a good combination of, you know, um, you know, preserving the relationship, um, in the negotiation process, rather than trying to, you know, to kind of put your customer over a barrel and win every single aspect it's about, they win some, you win some. And you move forward with a good feeling about the, the long-term prospect of the relationship rather than just quick wins. So, um, yeah, you know, we, I'd say we probably utilize a, um, you know, a, a holistic grab and go, um, methodology to constructing our sales process to make sure it fits who we are as a sales team, what our goals, uh, are, uh, for who we want to be as well. Um, and then making sure that it aligns with the how we sell our products and, and, you know, how we want to achieve our, our short and long-term goals. Great. And how do you use these methodologies uh, what you come from the books to adapt them and to, to your environment and to what you sell and also to transmit it to your sales team? So, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate that, um, our company is a big believer in ongoing training and upskilling. So that's where my team kind of comes into place. So we're involved, uh, from day one, when an employee comes on board, um, we're fortunate that we tend to, to hire, you know, uh, fairly seasoned sales reps. There's not a lot of individuals who are, you know, just out of colleges or universities that have never sold before. We tend to bring in people that have some experience. Um, so, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel for a lot of these folks when we bring them on board, it's just making sure that they understand you know, the steps of our sales process, you know, how we tend to operate within those steps. Um, and then making sure we're providing on ongoing training and education for, for our, our sales team, whether they've been at the company for, for two years or 20 years, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, um, you know, continuing to, to sharpen the ax for our sales team and our sales managers throughout their tenure in the company. And, and, and to, to do that, you share with them the methodologies that you inspire, you are inspired from, or it, it goes directly to the training. So, or do you inspire them? In fact, it's, you know, it, it's both. Um, so for example, you know, the, the negotiation training that we're about to put the, uh, the team through is, um, it's done over, uh, about a three or four hour period. So we start with, um, you know, uh, the methodology, you know, uh, coaching on the process and we'll do breakouts where the reps and managers can engage in mock negotiations and role play, uh, and how to institute some of the, the things that we just, um, taught and coached on. And then we come back and share best processes as a group to, to, Hey, here's what we found. Here's some things that worked. These things were a little bit more challenging. And then we continue to, to you know, refresh that, um, you know, throughout the process to make sure that, you know, we're, 
becoming experts of the process rather than it being a, a one and done training. Great. Um, so let's go through the different process and go see the different methodology you use at each, uh, steps. Uh, when you go to, to prospecting, to do cold calls or email outreach, do, do you have a specific methodology for that? Or do you have, uh, something that you prefer between cold calls and emails? Uh, do you have an opinion on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, um, you know, for what I've been exposed to at Walter score in terms of the assets and technology that we give to our sales team. Um, I think, you know, for, for some reps or more open to adopting, you know, sales automation tools. So we, uh, we use outreach to try to make sure that we're developing sequences and cadences, you know, sharing the ones that tend to be working and converting the best, um, and, you know, getting the, the members of the sales team that are a little bit hesitant to adopt it, to show them why they should. So, you know, as a, a leadership team, you know, we're really big on, you know, let's, let's make these, the, you know, uh, initial part of the sales process as easy as possible and, you know, base it upon tactics that are proven to work on different campaigns. Um, I'm a believer that cold calling is not debt, that, you know, sales reps need to be still picking up the phone and, and reaching out to people. Um, I think that, you know, with the, the pandemic, we've become even even more reliant on, on email marketing, um, and email initial outreach, uh, which I, I think is, it's an excellent tool, but it should be part of the tool arsenal, right? Shouldn't be the only tool in your tool belt or toolbox. Um, and then, you know, social selling, I, I think is, is, uh, you know, something that's really evolved in probably the last 10 to 15 years. Um, but you got to do it the right way. So we coach a lot on, you know, if based upon which tactic you're going to employ, you know, um, you know, what should you say if, if the decision maker picks up the phone, right? You're going to lead with the intrigue and impact. You're going to have a value proposition very early on to try to engage that person. Um, cause you get a win like the first seven seconds of the phone call. Same thing with email. We, we coach on, you know, how long should the email be? How many words in the subject line? How many questions should you ask? So we, we, you know, look at a lot of, um, you know, research and, and see, you know, what converts at the highest rates. If we were to leave a voicemail, how long should it be? Data I've seen shows about seven to 15 seconds. Uh, and you got to have some intrigue. You can't just leave your name and your phone number and ask for a call back. So it's got to be a value proposition loaded to, to just about anything in that initial outreach. Um, and it's going to be succinct and concise. So, um, that's kind of how we view the initial part of the sales process. That's great. Uh, you were talking about demos. So. And, and you told me that you, you worked with, a a, com, um, a company, which is D D demo to win, to, 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 to build your D demo process and to, uh, adapt your demo. Can you explain us, uh, what you have done and what different type of demos you have? Yeah. Um, what, what's been really neat about that. And I just was at a, a training myself for that a few weeks ago in New Orleans. Um, it it's provides a process. And I think that's what most salespeople don't have. They don't have a, a structured process in which to operate within. So we try to do that, you know, not just, you know, in general, but you know, within each step of the sales process, there might be a sub process. So if you're going to do a demonstration, you know, we we've worked with demo to win. Um, and what their structure is, is, you know, it's a little bit more of, instead of just showing your screen constantly of your product or your software. It's, um, a little bit more telling than it is showing. So you're going to tell them what they're going to see. 
you'll show them briefly, then you kind of recap by telling them what you just showed them. So, um, I think that was interesting to see it really, uh, you know, for me too, what I, I gleaned out of that for what we want to take to our sales team is, um, you know, sometimes there's glitches in technology. Sometimes things don't load as fast as you want, um, to, to take screenshots of some of your, uh, your software and your products and you can kind of manipulate it into a way where it looks like you're doing a live demo, but you've got the certainty that technology is not going to fail you at any point. So it provides you with a little bit more control in that situation. So I kind of like that from the, the process that we coach our team on there too. No, that's interesting. Um, and, and therefore you have designed different demos depending on the pains of your customers, I believe. Yeah. You know, you try to customize as much as possible. Um, you know, so trying to understand what, uh, what's important to the customer going into uh, the demonstration. So, you know, every step of the sales process kind of relies upon the step before it. So if we do a, a really good job in discovery and identifying maybe some of the pain points and trying to, you know, identify uh, a need that maybe one of our products might be able to, to, to solve or help out with. You know, you want to customize the, um, the demo, uh, and show them the type of product that would most address their, their needs and wants. And, and typically for the discovery, what is the type of methodology you are following? Yeah, that's where we use a little bit more of the, um, the, the challenger sale methodology, which is, you know, kind of uncovering a pain point and teaching the customer a better way. So I know I liked a lot of, uh, examples in that book about, you know, purchasing agents and they kind of go through, a uh, a, a series of, you know, I imagine this is a problem for you, you know, here's a solution that we have that maybe you're not thinking of that would enable you to put your, your purchasing on autopilot, right? So I think as much as you can teach the customer to uncover the pain points and, and teach them that maybe there might be a better way. Um, you know, we like that element of the, um, of the challenger sale methodology, which we use in an insight sales model. Okay. And, um, so when you train your people to, uh, insight selling and challenger sales, uh, you, you tell them that your, your inspiration is coming from challenger sales or you, you, you're not quoting the books. Yeah, it's just not, you know, directly quoting the books. It's kind of giving them insight of where the, the process and methodology comes from. So, um, you know, we're demo to win as a company that, you know, we actually bring in to train the reps, whereas on other parts of the, uh, the sales process, sometimes, uh, as the sales leadership team and, and the members of our training and enabled department, we will study the content, we'll become experts on it, and then we'll teach it based upon customizations to our sales process and our products. Okay. So you, 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 you design the questions for the discovery, uh, uh, you, 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 you together and adapt the methodology to directly, uh, teach the right questions, the right di discovery questions and, and, and be sure that they are adapted to your market. Yeah, we have give some examples of, you know, questions to ask, but it's, it's more so about, you know, um, the, the reasoning why we ask the types of questions that we do. It's all designed to kind of uncover, you know, um, you know, pain points, issues, trying to see if there's any problems that we could solve for the customer. So getting them to, to try to open up about, you know, giving a realistic, honest picture of, you know, what things could be done better to help make their day and, and their company uh, run more smoothly. Okay, great. And the last part of the 
sales process is negotiation and uh, you, you just finished a, a training on that. Uh, what do you, do, you, do you want to share on this training? And, uh, and, and I know that you work on very uh, uh, large million deals. Uh, or, or do you manage from the small deals to the larger one uh, to open for negoti negotiation? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, some of the buzzwords that I've taken out of it are, are empathy. I think is really one of the biggest ones and it's not just the, the main book that we're training on, but you know, even, um, even one that's been more popular here in the last few years, um, which is right here, never split the difference by Chris Boss. Yes. I have yet read it. Yeah. Great book. I mean, a lot of the great tactical advice in there. Um, so that's, we incorporate a little bit of the, the, um, theories there in, in terms of how to, you know, uh, kind of get people to open up. Um, you know, how to discover, um, you know, uh, what, where, where the boundaries are, right. You know, uh, getting someone to, to say no, um, and vice versa kind of defines, you know, where the negotiation starts and ends. Um, but what we really like about the, the structure that we use with, with strategic negotiation, um, as the literature we based our training off of is that it, it's a, it's a regimented process. Um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, trying to estimate what might be important in the deal, trying to validate, um, you know, those initial estimations with internal sources, external sources, but ultimately with the customer, um, I think the, the empathy and the openness in this, in the negotiation process is what stood out to me. Don't be afraid to have, you know, um, you know, very frank conversations on the front end of, you know, what needs to be included in this deal for you to feel good about moving forward. And what are, what would be your backup plan if we can't come to an agreement? So I think it's, it's all about, you know, being able to empathize from the other person's point of view, being able to understand what's important to them. Then I think you can design, you know, the, the most beneficial negotiations by trying to marry what's important to both sides, um, and understanding what happens if we can't agree. So, you know, understand the alternative and make sure that your offer is better than their alternative. Great. Uh, we are arriving at the end of the show. Uh, do you want to share your contacts with the audience for them to contact you or to discover your music also? Yeah. Um, the music's under my name, um, <laughs> just like you're probably seeing on the screen there. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, absolutely hundred percent open to, uh, to new connections all the time on LinkedIn. Um, Love to travel. So I love, love going to France. My wife's a big fan of Paris. So shout out to, to your home country there, Gabriel. Um, it will be a pleasure to meet you there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We even went to, to Bordeaux a couple of years ago. It's beautiful there too. That's so, great. Um, so, um, and, and email, if anybody wants to send an email, it's, it's, uh, my first name, Kevin dot last name, clamor at Walters com. Thanks a lot, Kevin. And last question about sales debt that, that you just tried before. What do you think of the product? Yeah, I like the interactivity of it. I like how, um, you know, it, it kind of combines, um, you know, uh, note taking with presentation. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of kind of coaching our sales team on too, is that, you know, uh, in order to achieve that, that empathy and that consensus in, you know, the sales process and in a negotiation, you need to show that you're listening to their, their wants and needs. So I think, uh, your software from what I've seen so far, does a really good job of showing that you are a good active listener and you understand what's important to that person in the conversation that you just had. So I uh, definitely like that with the, the cards that you were able to play there. 
Thanks a lot, uh, Kevin. This episode of the Virtual Selling Podcast is over. Thanks for sticking around. Join us twice a week for a new episode with new stories and challenge of giants in the field. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are always listening for your feedback. Share the show and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episodes. This episode was brought to you by SalesDeck.io, the virtual selling platform that increases your sales team efficiency and sales readiness, enables remote management and some sales operational excellence. Book your SalesDeck.io demo today to discover how you can close more deals with engaging and better prep customer meetings. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you.